0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is
1: Believe. Coming up on in-flight Snack, we talked about Patriots week. It is the biggest week of the Jets season. They need to win this game. Bilal and I explained why. Do we think they're going to get a victory, though? Stay tuned to find out. And what are the biggest X, fa- X factors? What are the keys to this game for the Jets against the Patriots? All that and a whole lot more coming up next on in-flight Snack.
0: Give me the doubts. Give me the uh, timetable. Give me all the things that you think can, should, or will happen. Because all I need is that one little extra percent of inspiration. That's all I need.
1: It's a toss with Powell. He's got the angle. He's got blockers. Powell working the sidelines. Powell goes all the way. Touchdown, Jets.
0: Zach Wilson fires one over the middle, and it's caught! Breaking free,
1: Garrett Wilson! Upside line to the 40! Right down the middle of the field, down to the 30! 20, 10, 5! That's a Jet touchdown! Garrett Wilson strikes! Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets. Let's go to eat a damn snack. Welcome back to In Flight Snack, a New York Jets podcast on the Believe Podcast Network. That's Bilal Powell. I'm Rami Lavie, And Bilal, we have the biggest game of the season. This is Make or Break. The Jets have not been in the Patriots since 2015 when you were on the team. That's 14 losses in a row. This Patriots team is 0-2 for the first time since 2001. This is the worst Pats team I've seen in my lifetime, at least that I can remember. Again, I was born in 97, so I don't remember much before 2001 when they started winning a ton with Brady. This is the worst Pats team I've seen in my lifetime. The Jets have to beat them. This is the season. I know it's week three. I know you're one and one. All those things. There's plenty of season to go. It doesn't matter. If you cannot beat this Trash pads team at home, then the season's over. Then fold it up. It's done. That's it. Because this is it. And I don't care what anyone says. Oh, it's just another game. No, it's not another game. This is the most important game of the season. The Jets have to win. I can't see a way the Jets blow this because the Jets team roster-wise is so much more talented than the Patriots. And yet... I can't fathom them winning because I haven't seen it in seven years. I haven't seen it in 14 games. Bilal, what do you think about this game? What's your feeling going into this game? The biggest game of the year on Sunday.
0: This is definitely a must win. They need to win this game. This is the game I think is going to put a lot of people in the hot seat. I think a lot of, a lot of jobs uh, from a staff, possibly from a player's uh, position. This is a must win. And honestly, like you said, we're the most talented team on paper, but we just haven't seen the Jets put it together yet. Uh, We're holding our breath week in and week out, and it's only week three. (laughs) It's only week three. It's crazy. But I'll tell you this, all right? We've seen in previous years, Zach Wilson struggle versus Bill Belichick. And playing against Bill Belichick for nine years was miserable. It was miserable, man. Like... (laughs) You you game plan for one thing, and then when they come out on the field, they're doing something totally different, and that is what I would hate to see from Zach Wilson, a standpoint. A guy that struggled with this team since he's been here, 2015. I remember that game like it was yesterday. It was yeah, electrifying. It was an yep. opportunity to put us, you know, it put us in a position where we we were able to go on, uh, win the next game and get it to the playoffs. We didn't that year, but this is a big game. And they need to make it a big game. Let's be honest. It's a rivalry. This is a rivalry week, right? Some guys, let's be honest, they they, they do a little more at practice, right? They prepare a little harder at practice. They do all these different things because it's a divisional game. You play these guys twice. So you might as well throw your best punch the first time because the second time around, it's always harder to beat a team. So this is the game that is going to allow us to be set Perfectly in a division, going against a tough opponent next week. So this is a must-win. We need to go win this game, especially coming back home in MetLife.
1: Yeah, and you mentioned the home crowd. That's also part of it, right? Because you're you're going to be home next time you have to face the Patriots. Is in Fox, Foxborough. You're not winning there if you if you can't win this one at home. You're not winning there. You talked about personnel being on the hot seat. I mean, Robert Sala has not been the Patriots in his career as a head coach. With the Jets, like you you have not beaten the Patriots. So this is an opportunity. You thought you were having Aaron Rodgers. You thought it was going to be smooth sailing for you. You saw the look on his face the second Rodgers goes down. Clearly, he's kind of scared right now, but that's it. The honeymoon stage is over. Like you have to go out and win. Robert Sala has won one of his last eight games as a head coach. The Jets are one in seven in their last eight games. So at some point, you got to start winning. He's on the hot seat. And the same thing, we've, we'll talk about another player who might be already out of the starting lineup we'll talk about that a little bit later but zach wilson you know i think we kind of like his team for a while at least till the bye week week six week seven where the jets can we talked about this last episode the jets can kind of Tread water. If you don't win this game, Zach Wilson can be out by next week. They still haven't brought in a replacement. I think part of the reason they didn't bring in a backup quarterback for Zach is because they're thinking maybe they'll end up having to bring in a guy who will be the starter. I know we talked about a guy like Nick Foles would come in to be the backup and then can start if necessary versus a guy like Matthew Stafford, who would be a starter right away. So when you look at those two options, Maybe that's why the Jets were holding out and waiting to see which direction they need to go in. But if Zach looks as bad as he's looked in the past against the Patriots, you can't wait anymore. You talked about Zach's record versus the Patriots. He's 0-4. He's only thrown two touchdowns and seven interceptions. He has a 50 QBR, a 50 Q quarterback rating in his career against the Patriots. That's awful. This is a kid that struggled so much against the Patriots. And I don't know if you remember this quote from last year, but he was asked about it yesterday again. Zach Wilson was asked, he said... Last year after, remember, it was crazy wind conditions and stuff. He said, you know, guys, there's a lot of other factors that go into poor quarterback play. This is after he had something like 50 yards in the game. And of course, then he got benched. This kid, this is your chance. If you want to play well, you have to do it today. There's no waiting Sunday. You have to beat the Patriots. You have to play well against this Patriots team. Otherwise, it's over for him, in my opinion.
0: I think so, too. I think so. And when you look at the season, man, and and the way we always tried to break it down was quarterly. How do you win the quarters? Do do you take four games at a time? How do we win the quarter? And the way I see us finishing right now in the quarter, if we win Sunday, it's two and two. It's two and two. I I don't think next week is a – we all know that opponent. Patrick
1: Mahomes. (laughs)
0: That's a tough opponent. So my biggest thing is just focus on the quarters. How are we going to win the quarters? Like, right now, the pages are in our way. And if you're not amped as a player to go in and play this divisional game that's been a divisional game and a rivalry, tough rivalry, uh, a team that's been smacking the New York Jets around for a very long time, you should take this game personal. Like, for for some reason, you should get an extra amp of, of energy in this game. Those are these type of games. And at the end of the day, Bill Belichick is a very smart coach. So if you're going to beat him, you have to beat him the first time because it's hard to beat him the second time. So whatever the, whatever the game plan is, let's make sure it's to put us in the best position to win as players, All right? I know Jet fans are probably sitting there like, here we go a freaking game and again and again. And trust me, it's even worse as a player. It's, 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 it makes it harder to go into work, in the organization, in the building, when you don't feel it. It, it makes it hard. Right. But I think let's one more week. Let's rally around Zach Wilson. And if he doesn't get this done, then I think it's time to make a decision. It's time to make a decision, man, and go get another quarterback that could help us win and help us win right now.
1: Yeah. It's too early to give up on the season because all these, all the other players in the locker room, and I'm sure you could speak to this are like, hey, we're still playing hard, we're still good. Even Robert Sala at this point, Joe Douglas at this point, they have to do something to save their own job. Joe Douglas has never been in this position where his job is on the line. It feels like if he doesn't figure it out this year, his job will be on the line. So there's almost more pressure on Joe Douglas, Robert Sala, and pressure coming from the other players who are like, "We gotta, we gotta do something. We're good enough. We can't." You talked about the quarters. We're not even one quarter into the season, and probably some of the players on that roster feel like the season's over.
0: And it sucks. <laughs> that's that's a tough, to, you know, tough situation to be in. this early as a player, man. It, it's, it's very frustrating. You start to look around in the locker room. You start to see who who really loves football. Like, who, why are you laughing so loud when we just lost or we're, we're in this situation? Like, it's, it's so many different things that go on and emotions that go on inside By of the. By the building way, as a player,
1: that, about that. You I, just sorry to cut you off, but. Did you see the, and I'm sorry, I'm just throwing this. We did not prepare for this. So everyone listening, we go through the show sheet. We try and and make this as organized as possible, but I forgot to send this to Bilal. This is on me, but I'll throw it out there anyway. Did you see like the mic'd up footage from after the game of Sauce talking to CD and Dak Prescott? I
0: didn't get a chance to see that.
1: He was very buddy-buddy with them and having fun with them. Do you have a problem with him being like that after a, what was it, a 30 to 10 loss?
0: No, you know you have your boys, you got your boys, and, and you know everybody. The jersey swap is 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 gotten bigger yep. and bigger over the years. You know they make it they make it a big thing. You know the cameras. Um, my biggest thing is just, just keep making. You know it's a game, and you know you don't want to ever make it personal. Um, I, I don't know Sauce personally, for him yep. to you know go and and, and do that. Um. um but you always you you always have an idea of you know guys you want to get the jerseys right. It's it's already pre-planned, win or lose. Uh, I don't have an, a a problem with that. Um, my biggest thing is making sure that he's preparing. Like what is he doing yep. when he leaves building more than you know after the game. Um, you know I think I think Sauce is a hard work. I think everybody in the building respects him, uh, and to me that's just that's just you know. Hey, respecting the, the the opponent, respecting him. Um, because, listen, at the end of the day, not a lot of people can play this game. You know, this is this is a a, a small fraternity, a, a brotherhood that's going to last for, you know, the rest of your life. And, and you're building those relationships now. So, you know, I, I'm not against the jersey swap, after, even after a loss. Um, you know, so my hat's off to Sauce. Everybody respects him. He's big respect around the league. So, you know, I don't have an issue with that.
1: And by the way, it is true because they actually brought out a second jersey for CD to give to Sauce. I guess he already gave his jersey or had someone he was planning on giving his jersey to, so they already had a second jersey like ready for him to give that one to Sauce. For, so they knew they were doing the swap. So that is correct,
0: um, and and it's a big it's a it's, it's a big respect thing because you pay for those jerseys. Those jerseys are not free. So guys, that are jerseys that true? Every week, yeah, those jerseys you have to pay for those. Those come out of your check. So, give your jersey to yeah, yeah. So, to give your See, jersey to another player is it's like, hey, it's like giving money, you know, and it, it, it's a big respect thing. I think How you're, much did they you're charge you for a jersey. I mean, it got to a point where it was like five, five hundred to a what? thousand. I think a I don't know. That's st- yeah. I mean, it was crazy. It started getting crazy because you know, if you keep jersey swapping, they have to keep ordering them in. You Know what I mean? Like, it's, so they, it's not like an unlimited, you know what I'm saying? But
1: what if you tear it? Like, what if something happens to it? Then you gotta, you gotta they buy have extra
0: one. ones, yeah? They, no, 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 no. But I think they started charging that, at least my, from my experience, um, they were charging for the jersey. So if I'm giving you a jersey, that means I respect you, you know what I mean? So, got it. And I think a guy's judged based on the, the jerseys hanging on his wall, you know what I mean? So you know, obviously, there's big respect for those two guys, C.D. Lamb and and Sauce Gardner. That's a big jersey swap. So
1: that's so that's something I would have never known. Like I I always look. I'm like, you know, the jerseys they sell online, they're never as nice as the jerseys you guys wear. Like even if they say oh. they're the authentic, official, authentic one, they're they're not as fitted. They're not they're, there's just something a little bit off about them, the ones they sell online. So I'm always like, I I got to get into a game one time and actually just get a jersey from someone because. That's the only way I'm going to wear these. I I buy these football jerseys, and I, I hate it. of all the jerseys, the football replicas seem the furthest away from the actual, real, authentic jerseys. I don't know if that's true or uh-huh. false. You can probably speak to that more. Yeah, <laughs> you're saying uh,
0: game warm. Game, game warm is a lot different. Game warm is a lot different than what you order online. Trust me, it's, it's not even yeah. close.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, and and that's so so to me like. I always, but if it's going to cost you 500 bucks to give me your jersey, then I wouldn't expect to take it anymore. But you mentioned sauce. So I do want to, here's another thing I wanted to throw out at you because the video of you, I I kind of put the clip together of you talking about sauce following around the number one receiver. It kind of went viral. A lot of people were talking about it. And good. So good job on that one. You were right on it. (laughs) Um, And actually, they asked Coach Sala about it, they asked Robert about why they don't put sauce on their number one receiver, on the opponent's number one receiver. And he said, it's not our brand of football. We play a lot of zone. It's not our brand to play like that. And I'm thinking, dude, you lost seven of your last eight games. Maybe it's time to change the brand a little bit. Like, do you think he needs to look in the mirror as a head coach and feel like maybe I'm doing something a little off? Maybe I need to do something a little different?
0: Um. Quite honestly, um, I, I respect... Uh, coach a lot. I had the opportunity to sit down with him for about 45 minutes when I had my retirement ceremony uh, back at the facility. Cool cool dude. Man, his game is unreal. You know, so I I respect everything that he's doing. Obviously, I think even from a a public's eye uh, standpoint, I feel like he's a player's coach. And, you know, playing with Rex, playing with Rex Ryan, Rex Ryan was considered a player's coach but at some point in time the players have to step up the coaches have to step up like it's not it's not rocket science mm-hmm. for me to figure it out and I'm not even defensive coach but as an offensive player I would hate to have to line up with the best player every snap so I'm just putting myself in a defensive uh, mode of saying why isn't the best player on our outside as our, in our skill uh, position, why? Why is he not following their best skill guy? Coach needs to probably, you know, think about it. You know, it's it, at the end of the day, it's his, it's his defense, it's his scheme, and it's what's made him successful. His scheme has what gotten him this job. It's gotten him this job, um, but at the end of the day, maybe it's something that Sauce Gardner should consider. And going up to the coaches and saying, hey, coach, I understand we play this way. How about let's try this? You know, I I think, you know, at the end of the day, I understand this is this is coach's team, but it's also the players team. And I think I think sauce has enough respect in the building by players and coaches to be able to go sit in the office and say, hey, coach, this is what you brought me in here for. Right. This is this is exactly one of the highest graded cornerbacks last year as a rookie put me in that position to continue to show that, you know what I mean? So, you know, hopefully they'll make a, you know, a pretty good defensive scheme. And, you know, like I said, our defense is still a good a good defense. Um, in my opinion, I would like to see Sauce Gardner guarding the number one receiver every week.
1: And so against the Patriots, I don't think it's relevant because I think they should play a lot of zone against the Patriots so that they can rush yeah. for and confuse Mac, Mac Jones. They don't have a top receiver type guy. Their number one skill position player is probably Ramondre Stevenson, who's the running back out of the backfield. But what's so interesting is in that clip after the game that I know I didn't send you. So I, I, you're just going to have to take my word for the, you know, on this one. You're just going to have to trust me. Dak Prescott says to Sauce, he's like, I wasn't throwing your way. I threw it your way once. You dropped an interception. I was done. I'm not throwing it your way. So you think, like, oh my God, CeeDee Lamb had 150 something yards in this game. He wouldn't have had that if Sauce is on him every time. You mentioned Rex versus Sala. So let's get into that for a second. You played for Rex. His attitude, he was on with your former teammate on the radio with Bart Scott and his co-host Alan Hahn, who I'm a big fan of. Uh, he was on with them on the radio this week and he talked about how if he was the Jets' current head coach, which God, I like if only if I can only dream. I know the podcast is named for him, and I'm a huge fan, and then It's kind of nostalgia for me because I grew up and he was the head coach and all that stuff. So I get it. Maybe he's not as great as I remember him. But that's how we remember things, right? We romanticize the past kind of. But Rex Ryan said, he said, if I was the current head coach, I'd be putting 14 in a row on everyone's locker room. I'd be putting it on the wall. I'd be yelling it in the media. I'd be saying we're not losing to this team again. We're going out there. We're going to fight. We're better than this team. You guys stand up for yourselves. Have some pride. You lost 14 straight to the Patriots. We're better. And we know that when he was on the Jets, every year he's like, we're, we're going into New England. We're beating the Patriots. And he actually did it a couple times. The only time they were favored, in fact, the last time they were favored against the Patriots, the Jets were favored, was 2011, your rookie year. Whereas Salah's a little bit more passive. He's like, I'm only worried about this year. Salah, you're 0-4 also against the Patriots. It's not not on you, right? Yeah, 10 of the losses were, were not yours. Before them are. So don't tell me it's, we're only focused on this game. Which attitude would you look at? And by the way, Garrett Wilson went on the same show the next day and said, I, I look at 14 in a row and I'm upset by that. So which attitude do you think is better as a player to have going into a game, the attitude of we're going to come out here, these like these guys stole our lunch and we're going to go for them, or the attitude of, hey, let's just focus on our game plan, focus on one game, not get too emotional about it.
0: Listen, I had the opportunity to sit in with Rex, man, and the night before, we always have a team meeting before we're dismissed and then we go into curfew. I love Rex's speech, Patriots Week. I, I loved it. And the thing is, is we knew as players, a little bit of it? we knew as players uh going into that game that if there just so happened to be a fist fight, Rex Ryan was the first one throwing the punch. And that meant a lot to us as as coaches. That's that's how he made this game. Obviously, the era has changed. You know, the Patriots mm-hmm. were dominating with, with Tom Brady and Bill Belichick in New England for a very long time. Um, I think that has shifted a little bit. So I understand Roberts, uh, you know, his mindset now moving forward, like it, it's a big shift. But it still means something to look on as a player and understand that we haven't beaten this team in the last 14 opportunities that we've had. Like that needs to be personal. Like that is saying, hey, we need to change the tradition. Because at the end of the day, do you even consider it a rival? If it's... no. A landslide no. like that, like is it considered? It's not considered a is is it considered a rival?
1: If no, we dominated fan. like this, <laughs> I'm a Yankee fan. Know all the I'm Mets saying? fans are like, there's this big rivalry, Yan- Yankees Mets. I never saw it that way because I never lose to the Mets. <laughs> you know what I mean? Exactly.
0: So, so do we even consider this a rival a rivalry game? You know what I'm saying? Or is it just a divisional game? So you know, the players have an opportunity, a perfect opportunity in front of them to change that. You know, Bill Belichick. Who knows how long this man will be coaching? Mm. You know, he he could be on his way out. So it's an opportunity now to 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 lay that foundation. I think I think the yeah. number one thing for the New York Jets team right now is, with all their pride, say we're not the same old Jets. Like it's time to prove that point. That no matter with Aaron, Aaron no matter that Aaron Rodgers is out for the season, as players. In the locker room, it's time for the organization to say, We're not the same old Jets. We're not the same old Jets. We have nothing to lose, right? Because everybody's now considering us the same old Jets. Yep. And let's change, let's change that idea of what's been in the past. Like I, you know, I played nine years there and and I got tired of hearing same old Jets. Same old Jets, same old Jets. At what point as players, as an organization, do you say, No. We're not the same old Jets, and it's laid yeah, I mean, out. We are already beating Buffalo. We've we've proven yeah. that we can beat a very good football team. We we've proven that with the quarterback right now that we're having this big debate about. Yep. So you know, obviously, you had a short week versus the Cowboys. You came out. So now is okay. We have enough time to pep to prepare. You know, let's 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 open up the playbook. Like, what is there to lose? Like, do we have to start threatening jobs and positions and all these different things to really wake us up, to get us going. And, you know, some coaches don't even like, don't even like doing all the motivation and hoorah. Like, if I have to hoorah you as a grown man, then you're in the Mm -hmm. wrong sport. If you don't naturally love this game and, and those are the type of guys you want on your team, you want guys that are naturally in love with this game. Not the hoorah guys, not the guys that do it for this or do it for that. They actually love the game. And I think that's how Doug Doug, uh, Joe Douglas and Robert Sala have built this team. So let's ride off of that. Let's let's go. You know, we need an unsung, we need a hero that no one's talking about right now that's gonna come out. Like open up the playbooks. Oh, do something, you know. Cause I'm tired of hearing the same old Jets. And especially going into the New England Patriots week. And like, I got, you know, for me, it's like, okay, let's go. Like, if this doesn't fire you up, I don't know what other game is gonna fire you up what's going to get you going for the rest of the year. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, and what's so interesting, a couple of things, is first of all, this is the team they put together that made Aaron Rodgers look and say, I want to play for them. So there is something to this team. It's not just the same old Jets. You're a team that the Hall of Famer quarterback said, I want to play for you guys because it's something you built. Take some pride in that. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I'm getting on a group FaceTime with the team and telling them that. You know what I mean? The other thing is, you mentioned guys who are hungry, someone to step up and be a hero. I'm looking at guys like maybe you should make Jason Brownlee active for this game. We saw what Xavier Gibson did. These are undrafted rookies who are so hungry that are like maybe that energy that they're so hungry that they want. You're, it's not like you're using Nicole Hardman and, and Randall Cobb that much. Make one of those guys active. Put them on the field and say, hey, go make a play. This is their first time against the Patriots. They're hungry. I, I want to see someone who's hungry like that.
0: And that's what you need. You need a you need a hungry team right now. You 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 have to go hunting. At the yep. end of the day, you and, so and, was, and let me let me make this clear though. Like the the leadership does not have to come from the big not big time names. Like you said, yep. like make one of those like put a hungry player out there and, and and let him make some plays.
1: Yeah. So we're gonna take a quick break in a second. Before that, what was special about the 2015 team? Because you were on the team that was the last team to beat the Patriots. Decker, Fitz, who looked fantastic on TV last night, not going to lie. I mean, the the outfits he pulls up, the hair, his hairline, he's got to be 40 something years old and his hairline is so much better than mine. I'm so jealous. Either way, not the point. Yeah, the beard, fantastic. <laughs> um, but so Fitz, all the guys on that team, Brandon Marshall, so many guys that felt like took it personally and like were angry about it. What was special in that room? What was the attitude going into Patriots game that allowed you guys to go out and have one of the most exciting games I've had as a Jets fan in the last 10 years? I, I,
0: it, truly, guys understanding their role. Guys playing their role. Understanding that if they loaded the box, we're putting the ivory in. If they lighten the box, we're putting Bilal in. If they load the box, we got our one-on-one with Eric on the outside. We got our one-on-one with Brandon on the outside. Everybody understanding their role. Everybody understanding the the, the differences and and having different strengths. And having a smart quarterback. Let's be honest. Like, some of those throws, some of those audibles, that was fits. Watching film, being ready. Understanding who Brandon Marshall. I have Brandon Marshall outside. I know what I can do with the ball. Hey, back shoulder. Like, it was just a team chemistry. Like no one really stayed out there and, and did extra stuff together. We we didn't have those extra. We was just, we was just clicking on all cylinders. And we That's understood, awesome. yeah. we and we just understood our roles. I understood that I, I wasn't a big bruiser back in that system. Chris Ivory was. And Chris Ivory knew he wasn't a receiving back. So we just took on our roles and we ran with it. And 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 people don't understand. We stacked those wins later in the year. Like it wasn't like we was a, a playoff contending team coming in. No one had us on the radar of playoffs or anything. We put those wins later in the season. Like I told you in the last episode, that yep. if we can find a way to just keep chipping and and be that team that no one wants to see later in the year, let's let's make it clear. There are teams right now that everybody's counting out that's going to later on be the team that no one wants to face when the playoffs are on the line, getting in or getting sent home.
1: Yep. And by the way, just before we take the break, because you, you lied about something. You were the big bruiser in that game. Seven carries for 56 <laughs> yards, five catches for 34 yards. You dominated in that game. So uh good for you, buddy. Like I'm like, I appreciate <laughs> that as a Jets fan. Thank you.
0: No, I appreciate it, man. And, and I was, I was hoping I got hurt that game, man. I had a high angle mm. sprain going into Buffalo and I was mm-hmm. just so upset about that, man. I just got back. And went on this run and, you know, end up injuring the uh, other ankle, man. I was upset about that one. All
1: right. So you talked about how the the rest of the season, that's when you got to get strong for the rest of the season. So coming up, we're going to talk about the two positions that need to be improved the most going into the rest of the season. The offensive line and the quarterback. Those are the two positions that matter most. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back. With that, we'll break it down. And then we'll give you our predictions for the game. So all that, stay tuned. Coming back, a huge game again against the Patriots. So let's talk about it. A big news from practice this week is Dwayne Brown has not been practicing with what they're calling a hip. You think it's something else, Bilal. You told me before we started recording. So let's jump right into it. What do you think is happening right now with Dwayne Brown?
0: It could very well be some injuries, going on but I think most importantly it's one of those uh graceful opportunities to look at another guy in that position um you know it's a respect thing that you want to do for the veteran um you know I didn't see him on any injury reports or anything like that before this you, I mean you just told me about this but uh, I, I think it's more of a respect thing for the veteran maybe trying to look at another guy in that position um which you know I think Deep down, I think that could be the sparking point, giving somebody an opportunity uh, for this offense. You know, I've seen it over the years as a player where these people, you know, these sources, they talk about these injuries and, you know, other guys coming in. It's a respect thing in the building. Saying, hey, you know, we don't want to say you're benched. (laughs) We'll, we'll, We'll possibly say that you're battling an injury so that we can get someone else in. Um, we still want you around, maybe on the inactive list. I don't know what that looks like, but I've seen it, you know. Um, but I do think it's time for a change up front uh, because we we are too talented on the offensive side of the ball, especially in the backfield. And maybe this one person, um, I, I've seen it. I've, one person being out of position could affect an, an entire team, an entire offense or defense. So maybe this. This right here is a good opportunity for the New York Jets to get a spark on the offense.
1: Yeah. And something you talked about on the previous episodes was helping Zach out, giving him time, the offensive line, playing better, all that stuff. Uh, you mentioned Brady wouldn't even come here if he if he could because of the offensive line. Uh, it's funny because in an interview he did, he has his podcast. He actually said they, they asked him, would you go to the Jets? He's like, no, 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 let's. Let's let's stop that right there. You know the answer to that. So he basically almost ignored the question. But one of the big things is the offensive line. And one of the things Rodgers talked about before he got hurt was it needs to be a unit. There needs to be just... Um, I, I'm, I can't think of the word right now, but there needs to be um, continuity on the offensive line. They need to work together. I'm sure you know a lot about that. It helps Brees. It will help all the running backs. It'll obviously help Zach Wilson get better. So what do you think they do? A lot of people think... Okay, Makai Becton is originally a left tackle, maybe move him over, but he's been so good at right tackle. Maybe you want to keep him there. Your best offensive lineman is your right guard, Elijah Vera Tucker. Maybe you put him at left tackle and then you could put the rookie Joe Tipman in at right guard, originally drafted as a center, but maybe he's not ready to play center as a rookie yet. So he can play right guard. What do you think the Jets? How do you think they line it up on Sunday?
0: I think AVT, I, I was sitting here thinking about it. I know we talked about it, but just sitting here thinking about it. Maybe putting Makai at the left tackle and then putting AVT at the right tackle. Because we know how important that, that blind side is on the left side. So I think they could possibly move Makai to the left side. Um, just sitting here thinking about it deeply now. Um, I think AVT goes to right tackle and you put Makai back to the left side.
1: Yeah, I think that makes sense because you need. he's been their most dominant offensive lineman so far this year. And Zach Wilson needs whatever help he can get. A lot of Jets fans, and we talked about this a little bit earlier, are like, well, Zach Wilson, all he needs to do is breed Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy plays in that offense, and he just makes the simple look simple, and he makes the simple throws, and it's so easy. Brock Purdy struggled to start the game last week. But two things. Number one, and I'll get your take on this, and I'll give you my second thing, is... I don't think Zach Wilson can just be Brock Purdy. Like everyone says he could just be Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy was going up to the line, changing plays at the line. Brock Purdy was identifying defense. Brock Purdy had full command. He's going in the hurry up offense. He knows exactly where to go with the ball every time. Zach has all the talent in the world. And I think if Brock Purdy had Zach's talent, he'd be the best quarterback in the league because The one thing Zach doesn't have is he doesn't have it. like He just doesn't have it between the ears. Like That's where he struggles. This is a kid who clearly his only struggle is in his head because he can't make the simple simple. So if you put him on the Niners, he wouldn't be good because he wouldn't be able to do those simple things. How important is it for Zach in this game to just master those simple, simple tasks?
0: I was told by a coach one day, in my career, early on in my career. He said, Bilal, there's a difference in playing in this game and there's a difference in knowing this game. And you almost want to question, does Zach Wilson really know this game or is he solely dependent on the coaches to put him in position to win this game? The successful teams have the quarterbacks, like Brock Purdy, guys that can go make the audibles, guys that can check you out of, bad situations to even manage a play. Take what the defense gives them. Don't force it downfield. That's understanding the game. There's a lot of guys right now in the NFL that are just playing the game. And they don't really know the game. And you see it with guys who are very talented that come from college that can never get going at the next level. Because it's it's a very complex sport. Right now, talent-wise, Purdy and Zach are like this. It's close. The margin of talent between those two guys...
1: I don't even think it's close. I think Zach Wilson has so much more talent than Purdy.
0: Yeah, but Purdy knows the game. He understands it. Now, you could very well say, well, Zach Wilson is in a new offense, an offense where he's not considered the number... He wasn't considered the number one quarterback coming into this offensive scheme and him maybe not wanting to learn... Uh, on a different level and Purdy being comfortable with
1: being in the same offensive system really though. But last year, Brock Purdy came in with six and zero as a starter and he came in after watching what Trey Lance struggle in that offense, by the way, case in point that all the talents in the world, you could still struggle because Trey Lance has all the talents in the world and he still struggled in that, uh, that offense and what he watched Jimmy Garoppolo and, and, and he wasn't expecting to play. He was the third string and he was a seventh mm-hmm. round pick. He was the last pick in the draft. And then he came in and dominated from the start.
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah. You're right. You're right about that. But at the end of the day, I think there's there's guys who fit certain s- systems. Maybe 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 Purdy in the 49ers system is a good quarterback. We've seen different quarterbacks move from certain systems and their careers go down the drain. We've seen yep. so many guys who are just system guys. You've seen it from all over. You've seen running backs do it. You've seen receivers do it. You've seen quarterback. You've seen guys that do it. The guys on the defensive side, it's all about scheme. It's all about scheme. Now you ask yourself this question, right? And we all know this scheme was not meant for Zach Wilson. It was meant for Aaron Rodgers. Aaron that was the whole idea of him coming over here. The whole all game plan was around Rodgers. Yeah. Yeah, it comes back to the same thing. Now Zach has a job to do. Now he has to work a little harder. He has to understand, but my biggest challenge for Zach Wilson moving forward in this year is just take what the defense gives you. If it's a check down to your understanding where your running backs are, that's gonna be the key to this offense is checking the ball down to two guys that can catch, break tackles, and, and create explosive plays. And then that'll open up, that'll open up the deep balls. You know what I mean? So like just take what the defense gives him and let's hope, let's hope as a fan base, as an organization that Zach Wilson can can give us over a few wins to get us ready and, and be in a good position to say that we're in the playoff run later in this year.
1: Yeah, and one of the things with Brock Purdy is that the San Francisco skill position players are breaking tackles that their their yards after their first contact was insane last night. But one of the things I noticed was Brock Purdy struggling early on. And I want to ask you about this. He was struggling early on. And then they kept throwing it with him and not just simple short passes to get him in rhythm, but they were also throwing deep passes. And they were basically saying, We could turn it off, turn around and hand it off to Christian McCaffrey. We're one of the best running backs in the league over and over again, but we're still going to throw it with you because we trust you and we want you to get in rhythm. How important do you think that is? Like last week, we talked about this. Zach Wilson threw the ball 10 times in the first half. How important do you think it is that even if they're struggling to turn around and say, Zach, go throw the ball because we want you, we want to show that we're confident in you.
0: (laughs) Listen, Brock Purdy is the 49ers guy. And that's just plain and simple. That's, that's a, that's a good coach, man. That's trying to get his quarterback going saying, Hey, we still, we still, we're still riding with you. Um, but over in, in New York right now, um, I just felt like the life is, 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 it was just sucked out when, with that injury. And I hate to keep talking about it, but. So they don't Zach trust Wilson, Zach? Does it look like they trust Zach? No, you
1: know it what doesn't. I mean? But like, it, if, it, if you don't trust him, then you can't keep playing like him. him.
0: What other, I mean, right now they, they have, they're trying to buy time to probably go get another guy. I mean, let's be honest. You get, you can't go get yeah. another guy and expect him to come win on a short week. And then and then we have the New England Patriots coming up versus a Bill Belichick. Like they're trying to say, well, possibly easier, he can get us though. past this. It doesn't. And I think right now, I think everyone in that building knows that Zach is not the guy. Um, but they're still holding on to that hope or they're just trying to buy some time to go in and get, you know, get better talent. But it's just hard, man. It's hard. It's hard when your offense only has forty five plays in the National Football League.
1: Well, here's my message to that
0: eighty plus, eighty plus plays yeah. in the National Football League. That is a yeah. up tempo college count. <laughs> but eighty five plays to forty five.
1: Because when you, you can't you know get why? anything
0: going with that, you can't get yeah, anything going when, with that, and it's so early, man.
1: Because when they get on the field, they turn around and hand the ball off three times, get six yards, and then. On- <laughs> On third down, you're throwing third. You were in third and ten on every possession. It felt like, and Zach Wilson's throwing an incompletion. What do you expect him to do? Like you don't trust
0: him. But they probably just handed it off to say, "Hey, our defense is our backbone right now, and all we need to do is just take care of the ball.
1: Let's try to get these two guys
0: going. They're trying to establish the run. Let's be honest, they're trying to establish run. But I, you know, I think I think this week they get a little more creative." I think they had some time to get into the game plan. Probably didn't go home. Probably didn't sleep. I think they get into a more creative game plan, especially going into a New England who you'll have to see again. You have to get creative. You have to do some things that they haven't seen on film um, because I guarantee you right now, Bill Belichick is doing the same exact thing. What they've been watching all week in the film room, especially against a a divisional opponent in Miami, um, they're not going to see half those looks. You know, I remember we prepared for a, a, a cover two look all week, all week, and they came out in man-to-man, and it just had us mm-hmm. like, hold on, what's going on? Like, they, they're going to come out in something totally different. I think that the New York Jets coaching staff, offense, defense, special teams, they just need to get more creative. We saw the, uh, you know, they're going for it on fourth down. You know what I'm saying? Like, we have a, a head coach that's ready to gamble for that. So now on the offensive side and the defensive side, we have to find a way to get very creative. We have to we have to come up with some things. You have to look at film and see how did the Dolphins attack that team? And let's do the same thing. It's a copycat league, right? You don't get in trouble yep. for stealing something. I, I would do the same exact thing that the, the Dolphins did against the Patriots the week before and, and mimic Garrett Wilson, you're Tariq Hill. How did they use Tariq Hill? Okay, we're going to use Garrett the same way. That's how I'm game planning as an offensive coach right? I'm not a defensive coach, so I don't know that side of the ball. I just, as a player, uh, would love to see the best corner go against the number one guy. That's all I got to say on that part. And finding ways on the defensive line to free up Quentin Williams. Like, run some stumps that's going to free this guy up so that way he doesn't get double teamed. Or use the double team of Quentin Williams to free up other guys on our defensive line. Like, that's so many Exactly. And I'm, you know, uh, you know, I'm I'm just a I'm just a guy that does podcasts. I don't really know what I'm talking about. You know what I mean?
1: <laughs> no, so, but you played. But, but you've been a truth. part of this rivalry, and you coach. So here's the thing: we'll we'll get to our predictions for the game. Before we do that, I just my message to Zach Wilson is this: I don't believe in you. The coaching no. staff clearly doesn't believe in you either. Shock me. Prove me wrong. I don't think you can do it. I don't think you can beat the Patriots. I haven't seen you do it. You have a fifty. QBR against the Patriots in your career. Shock me. Prove me wrong. I'm dying for you to do it. But I don't think you will. That's the thing. So I hope he's watching this and I hope he says, oh, I want to prove that guy wrong. There's nothing I'd want more than to be wrong. I'm dying for this team to beat the Patriots. I don't see it. So the Jets are two and a half point underdogs at home, which is ridiculous against the Patriots. But I get it. They're two and a half under point underdogs at home. You know why? Because they haven't done it. They haven't beat. This roster is so much better than the Patriots roster one through 53. But why should anyone trust the Jets are going to win? The Jets are two and a half point underdogs. My prediction for the game. I think the Patriots win. My final score is 17 to three. Bilal, what do you have? Um. Keep in mind, this might
0: like to be a driving time. rainstorm. Uh, I'm going to have to go 1713, and I hate to say it, New England. I, as bad as 1713, New England, man, is my prediction.
1: So we both have the Jets or the Patriots covering the two and a half. I don't even see the Jets scoring a touchdown in this game. I think Bill Belichick's gonna just confuse the hell out of Zach. I don't we might see Tim Boyle in this game, if I'm being honest. If the Jets do win, do you have any X factors? Who do you think can be what can you think the keys to victory would be for the Jets if they win this game?
0: Rainstorm, run the ball. And the yep. ball off. I mean, if you're not trusting Zach to throw it when it's dry, why would you trust him when there's possible rain? Hand the ball off, offensive line, control the line of scrimmage, hand it off to Bruce, hand it off to Dalvin. And let's just, let's just four yards. That's an efficient run yep. in the National Football League. Let's just worry about four yards. When you worry about four yards, the longer runs will come later in the game. just right, that, so this, and this is that game where you know sometimes players like to do too much. And, and then yeah. they're, they're,
1: they 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 they
0: turn on film and realize I don't I don't never do that. What am I? Over, you know, so you don't want to ever John Franklin Myers last you know, year
1: the late hit right that that was yeah, against the right? Patriots. You don't want to over overdo
0: it. You know, be who you are, man. Take the four yards. You know, take what they give give you, Zach. You know what I mean? Hand the ball off, offensive line. Just keep guys from out of the backfield. You have two guys I think that can create yards out the out the contact, and and that's a good way for us to control the clock. And, and then you put a good defense out there. I don't see that's the thing is I don't think that their offense is good enough to go against our defense. That's why it's hard yep. for this one for me. You know what I mean? Like it's it's hard for this because I think our defense is a lot better, a lot better than what they're going to, you know, show on offense.
1: So, yeah, I, it's hard. I I agree with you, but I don't see the Jets offense being able to keep up with Bill Belichick and his defense. You do think the Jets are going to score a touchdown. You talked about running the ball. That kind of goes in line with who you think is going to score for the Jets. So who do you have scoring for the Jets?
0: I have I have Brees. It's time for Brees to get in the end zone.
1: Yep. It's time for him to get in the end zone. Especially after he talked about only four carries last week. I think he's got to dominate. I think he's going to score. Feed, My X factor... Yeah, go ahead. That's yeah, a feed, feed Brees. I, I said agree. feed him. Yep. My X factor for this game is... Quentin and Williams, we talked about this. Mm-hmm. You talked about the double teams. I think double team and triple team and great. Let's get the guys from the edge to get pressure on Mac Jones. The Jets, the key to their defense is getting pressure with three and four. So if you're double teaming Quentin Williams, that means someone else is loose on the edge. Perfect. That's a bunch of one-on-ones for everybody else. Go get the quarterback, go pressure Mac Jones. And still you can sit seven to eight guys back in coverage in zone. I think, you know, we talked about the Jets playing zone. This is a perfect game for them to play zone. They could play, just spread it out against Mac Jones, and he'll be super confused back there. He's not a great quarterback. I love this. I think if the Jets win, it's going to be on the back of their defense. It's going to be on the back of Quinn and Williams. Prove me wrong, Jets. I'm dying for them to win this game. I haven't seen it, so I can't trust that they will, but I, I I'm rooting for it. I hope they do. I hope we come on on hey, Tuesday. Ronnie. So, yeah, go ahead. Uh, um,
0: uh, let's talk about how Special teams is a big factor for the New England Patriots. Yeah, Bill Belichick sure. does a good job of scheming, uh, and, and we've seen a lot of their success over the years being that they had a good special teams unit. So of I course. think that's going to be a big key this game too. Last year, you saw what hurt us was was a big special teams play in New England, At the, end of the game yep. that ended the game. So you know, the, and then you saw last week the block field goal with Bill Belichick getting creative. Like, yep. let's not sleep on the special teams with Belichick, all right? Uh, and listen, and my boy Brent Boyer, one of my coaches, one of my favorite coaches, uh, was a good player, and he's a good coordinator for, for the New York Jets. I think he's expecting something, so he's game planning. I know he has something up his sleeve as well. And I think at the end of the day, let's not sleep on, overlook the special teams unit on both sides of the ball. So yep.
1: keep your eyes out for that. Quick program, Quick programming note. We are not recording on Monday. We're going to be recording on Tuesday. So we hopefully are having a big guest on Tuesday. And we'll be recording, talking everything Patriots. Let's hope we're talking about the first win against the Patriots since you played. I don't want to do this later in the year where we're doing the same thing, saying last time we beat the Patriots, Bilal was playing for the Jets. We're not doing that again. We're beating the Patriots this week. Let's do it. Uh, Appreciate this as always. Bilal, thanks for doing this. Uh, See you Tuesday.